It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Welcome. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Talk, where we talk about a lot of things. Sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't, but they're always entertaining. We're your hosts, Coral and Emily Rose, and today we're going to be doing a quick recap of the third season. So first episode of the season, it's Black History Month. Stop calling us the Blacks. And what did we talk about on that first? What did we talk about in that first episode? We talked about the natural hair movement. We talked about Black History. I still stand on everything I said. (laughs) Black History Month. We talked about the truckers convoy, Black people in academia, hence the title. Um, we talked about the disastrous timeline at the time, and we talked about um, creating platforms for Black people, specifically a Black TikTok, and Myria, the online website, the online Amazon storefront website for Black-owned businesses. So, Yeah, I stand in all of the affirmations that I made in that episode. Your prices are still too high. Um, My hair is 4C. Yours is not. Okay, let's stop the slander, you know? Also, 4C hair shouldn't have to put in, like, a shit ton of product for our hair to be considered, like, moisturize normal or good you know like that i can just comb my hair and it can be fine like it doesn't need to be weighed down by that fucking shade moisture curl cream like it's okay we'll we'll be fine you know literally because like um since then there was that tiktok creator lip gloss who made that video yeah pushing like encouraging women to just wear their hair out and personally i feel like that's done a lot more for like natural hair than all these natural hair movements that feel like it feels like all the natural hair movements been doing is pushing for a hair to look less like what it is, look less like itself. Yeah, and like, like despite all these years of natural hair movement, natural hair movement, I've never like seriously considered just getting up, pulling out my hair a bit, you know, a little bit of combing out, and just leaving my house and having that be acceptable. And that's why I don't wear my natural hair out, y'all. One thing about Emily, like, I only take my braids out when I know I'm going to get them done within the next 72 hours. Um, I don't go anywhere with my hair undone because I do not know how to do it. And I do not feel compelled to learn. Um, And I feel like 4C, like the movement, like the natural hair movement, because before, like, it was black girls can't have long hair. You know, that's what people used to say. Oh, they're bald headed, da, 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 da. So now we've kind of come away from that and it's like, and now it's, you know, black girls. So I guess it went from trying to prove that black girls can have long hair to prove that black girls can have the same texture hair as light skinned girls, you know, or black girls can have like curly hair too, you know? And so when trying to prove like our hair isn't dry, it can be moisturized. And now it's like the expectation of curls and like, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, that's not. You know, we, we kind of strayed like away from the original point, which should be for us to be able to wear our hair in yeah. its natural state, the way every other race the way God does. intended. Like, you know, and y'all should lower your fucking prices. Um, oh my gosh. No, because I'm back to doing my own hair. I'm back to doing my own hair. 
Um, the prices are exorbitantly even like so last um, when we during that episode, we talked about how we struggled with doing things with our hair because we constantly are told the constant messaging of we can't do X, Y, Z with your hair. You know, like it's it's not like white women who just do whatever the fuck they want with their hair. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've box dyed my hair. I got my hair dyed. I no longer give a shit. Life is life. If my hair falls out, at least hair it's ginger. Back. It is what it is. At least it's ginger. Um, but yeah, I got my hair dyed, box dyed. I got it professionally, quote unquote, dyed. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to discuss that experience, but she does not deserve to be called professional. Um, and I've since gone back to braiding my own hair because just that experience drained my fucking bank account, drained my fucking bank account, just, just dyeing my hair. Can you believe that? Dyeing my hair is so much money. I'm not excited to do this shit again. But so no. that's the girls who get their hair done every month. Can I, I have a one friend. She's like, yeah, like, I, if I just, oh my God. Like, I seen like the recent TikToks of like the black girl maintenance per month is 1.5K. Pounds. What are you, Emily, like, how pounds. is that possible? Not even CADs. Pounds. Like, what are you, like, like, what are you even spending your money on? No, I feel like they, it's those people that do all those like bizarre facial spa things, like those dermaplasma cutting mm. thingy like yeah you know all those all that shit all that nonsense because i'm like that... if your hair max cost if you're paying over if you're paying over 200 dollars for your hair vraiment, you're getting scammed you're getting <laughs> big scam big scam so say you're paying 200 dollars for your hair say even if you get extravagant ass nails say you're paying max 70 if you're paying over 70 dollars for your nails i don't why would you i do don't that? know what to tell you even 70 dollars Anyways, I mean, no people, no people manage. Like, if you get your nails like, long enough with enough, yeah, designs, like if you get not like, and you get, you like, get like a good one hundred, you could get up to seventy. And then seventy, I mean, that's very cheap. That's very that's cheap. Listen, I'm saying seventy, not eighty. You want to spend eighty? Not even eighty. People can pay like over a hundred for their nails. Say you spend a hundred dollars on your nails. Say you spend <laughs> how much does it cost for the lash install? If you go to a perfect, you say you spend a hundred dollars on like one sixty. Emily, <laughs> maximum in who do you think we are? Like one sixty. If you're doing like high quality treatments and stuff, I feel like the maximum you should spend on maintenance should be maximum like six hundred dollars. Like even if you're doing all of these high quality like whatever is like. Six hundred dollars. What are you doing that is costing you one point five k a month for like what is that's rent money? Where do you work? Include. What do you? Where do you work to comfortably be paying one point five k? What does your maintenance include? What does your monthly maintenance include? What does my monthly maintenance include? It really depends because I usually focus on one form or one or two forms of maintenance a month because maintenance is expensive. So like one month I'll do like brows and hair then the next mm. month i'll do like nails and brows and then the next month i'll do like hair and nails like i'll kind of switch in that sense maybe i'll throw in a little wax here and there like i'll sprinkle in a little wax <laughs> but like like no no that shit is just too expensive for me to be doing that and hair is often the thing i do the least like during um in that episode the hair i had that you were judging me for going to brampton to get I kept on my head for five months. That hair lasted. It lasted. Those soft locks lasted and they did Those not. Those that I had in the time lasted for a minute too because I got them in February for my birthday and I think I took them out only. Yeah, like... they lasted as well. Your your I braids took... lasted as well. I, the took... ones you I kept them in for yeah. a minute. Yeah. 
my maintenance okay during the summer my maintenance is different than during the school year because in the summer i have more time so during the summer it was you know you get your hair done like in the one weekends so i'll do hair i'll do nails i'll do wax when i was in high school i well well when i was high, in high school i did not do wax i would yeah, do I brows <laughs> um in high school i did do wax i did brows which i should get back to because they're looking a bit no but she made them very thin um, and back then I liked it, but now I kind of like the thicker brow look. So I feel like if I go back, like, I don't know what that's going to look like. But yeah, like, I don't, hair, nails, and nails I'm going to stop doing because it's going to kind of costly. Hair, wax, that's it. That's like, and hair is not monthly. Hair is not a monthly expense. Yeah, like... Hair is a once every two, three month expense. So the only actual monthly thing I do is wax. And even then I'm inconsistent with it because it's painful and I'm scared to go back. Like, but. I have not, I haven't gotten my hair braided all summer. Like, since I took out those sock locks, I haven't gotten my hair braided. Because, no, those prices are scary. I got those these sock locks are... put in for my boyfriend's grad in June. In June, really? Yeah, I got them in June. Because, yeah, because that's when his grad was, in June. And then I'm taking them out next weekend because that's when I'm getting my hair done. We're going back to the the school, you know, the, the not list. Not the, list. The, the, the traditional, you know. Yeah. This is actually the first year in a minute that I haven't gotten my hair rebraided specifically for going back to school. Yeah. Um, And I think it's also because I, I don't care now. Um, like, I just, like, I have my friends, I have, like, I don't, there's no one I'm trying to impress when I walk into my classes, so it's like, I don't, I don't, como se dice, give a fuck. Hmm. Um, stop calling us the blacks, yeah, that prof. <laughs> okay, so, turns out, I looked into the history of why it is that Black History Month in February. So it was Negro History Week in February because um, the second week of February coincided with Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass's birthdays. Yeah. Yes. And that's why it just turned into Black History Month. And now we get to celebrate in the cold. And it's not even like winter, like December winter, because December winter is like a low key winter. It's like when February winter gets winter. rough. Y'all don't know. I don't know. Y'all, are, if you're not from Canada, you don't know. Oh, that's bro. true. Canadian winter, don't. like you would think that it's around like December that it's December, you know, with the white Christmas. January and February, them months. Oh my God. Bro, global warming did its thing. Like, we do not oh, have like white Christmases. Days. You have to wait till like mid. January before shit starts getting serious it starts getting it starts getting perilous like it starts oh my days like that cold where it's like you wake up and you're like no I can't get (laughs) (laughs) you literally wake up with minus 10 minus 10 your energy's at minus 10 because you know where you're gonna have to go you know you're gonna have to put on that fat coat those big you're gonna have to wear the shirt no the undershirt the shirt the, the sweaters oh my god and the pants you can't wear the pants jacket, you have to wear the, the, tights, the leggings under the, the pants the <laughs> socks socks boots <laughs> literally so many socks like you can't wear girl no it's and then you get inside and for and some reason out. buildings are not fucking regulated in like relation with the fucking temperature the weather outside and so it's hot it's hot as it's hell. hot inside as if it's You're the sweating. fucking summer You're so now you have to take everything off and put it where 
and put a wooden <laughs> where and it's not even like you're in elementary high school anymore where you have lockers no, you're just carrying that shit around with you in the hallways your big ass coat stomping around in your fat boots like yep. leaving like water puddles bro everywhere it was raining so bad on what day was it tuesday it was raining so bad like bless like buses were flood like metro stations were flooding like it was it rained so bad and like i had an umbrella but my backpack kind of got like caught in the rain a little bit and i got to class and i sat down and i put my backpack on the floor and i was just like studying whatever because i got there early and then like 10 15 minutes later i look back and there's like a fat puddle of water under my backpack and i was like that's so embarrassing people are gonna walk in just walk by my seat and there's just gonna be this fat puddle of water there on the floor i was like oh my god no it's not for the week but, but yeah no. strip clubs or black history month <laughs> uh strip clubs we've got enough black history i know my history <laughs> i mean the Black History Month is in the strip clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read W.E.B. Dubois while she shakes ass. Strip clubs or Black History Month or Christmas. Well, everybody loves Christmas. <laughs> oh. But yeah, like since then, the only prof that's called Black people that I've had, like I ended up getting a prof who called Black people the Blacks and it was my African studies prof wow yeah what a step back wow isn't that something yeah it's always like the woke because even me like the guy the, the the prof who said the blacks the class was like minorities like racialized minorities or something Oh. Or like race, like it was about race and being a minority in Canada, and he would con and he would say st- like the blacks. It was, it's always those ones. It's always them ones. The ones who, you who, don't expect to be like that. Who do the most research about like you know inclusion and ethnic diversity? Da, 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 who will be like turn out to be like the blacks? Do you think it's because they feel like they're in a position where they don't necessarily think to correct themselves? And yeah. so, like, certain things they just don't, like, consider because they're like, 100%. well, I'm already in the field. If that's not how it was, I would know. Exactly. 100%. It's because they're, like, experts on the subject, right? So you spent however many years researching their topic. So it's, like, it, it's unfathomable to them that, like, they might say something out of touch or insensitive or what's the word? Um, I don't know. But that's not... Like, yeah. societally acceptable, I guess, because in their head, like, they're the peak of wokeness, you know, they've done all the research, they've yeah, read all like the I, books, they've written I've the research, I've rubbed shoulders you know? with all black people, why it's do like, I need you like, learn how, how to I be possibly... woke because of shit that I've written, so how can I be offensive, or how can I be yeah. a bad person, you know? Yeah. So, well, not that, not saying that they're bad people, but just don't yeah, call me but of black, course, like, yeah. don't, don't call me a black, that's it. Like, <laughs> but um, I was wondering, yeah. like, and regarding, um, because we're kind of jumping around points here. But regarding the point we were making about leaving TikTok because it's racist and they hate us. Of course, we're still on TikTok. We have yet to leave TikTok. But I was wondering what space actually exists online that is solely ours? Like, are there spaces like that that have not been co-opted to some degree? Either they haven't been co-opted or like they're not like severely underfunded. Because even Miria... Right now, the creator, who is a single person, by the way, running that whole website, 
Wow. It's severely, yeah, it's very underfunded. It's very like underfunded and the creator is looking for donations, but like, is there a platform that is ours that is properly funded and has not been co-opted in some way? Like, no, even like HBCUs are being co-opted. So let alone yeah. like, no, 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 I've been co-opted. Like, like the kids there are struggling. Like, the kids there are struggling like every single week for some there's like a new scandal in an hbcu about how they're like fucking starving their students or their students money, are like don't sleeping give that outside shit out. them niggas like, like they have rats and stuff in their dorm stuff is flooding like yeah like every week there's something new so no that's safe. safe. Hard, you go to an hbcu stay very safe, stay very safe. yeah so sorry for y'all anyways that's what i have Chocolate to say for is what my Our first says. episode of the season. I did not have anything to say for um, everything I said stands for both you thought healthcare was free and you are what you eat or you will be, especially because it was a very like educational episode. Yeah. Like it was very like, yeah, it was very like focused on facts. So mm-hmm. in that sense, all my stance, everything that I said stands, get your vaccine. Solidarite. Um, I'm sorry. If you saw an unvaccinated girl, it's like like at this point, I feel like it's been too long. <laughs> it's yeah, been like too I don't long. even know if they still have vaccine centers. Like, can you even still yeah, get vaccinated? You can still get vaccinated, but at this point, if you're not va- like if you tell me right now that you're not vaccinated, I'm assuming it's a choice. Even if you tell me like I'm partially vaxxed, I'm assuming it's a choice. Um, I'm assuming that's something you're doing intentionally, and I will not question it. Of course. Of course. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, are you waiting to get your second one? No. We've just, you're anti-vax. That's okay. You're on Moving vaccine on. number one, sis. Please. Like, Please. we've been, we've been on, we've been done with that. Um, Moving on to my husband is a SoundCloud rapper. I got so much hate for that title. Every time, like, people, like, people will make fun of that title. And I'm like, bro, listen. Wait, why? Because people, like, because my boyfriend was like, so if I was a SoundCloud rapper, you wouldn't. And I was like, I mean, I'd give you a period of time. Yeah, but, like figure shit out. <laughs> yeah, I've been, like, feeling so bad because every single guy you fucking talk to in this world and the, on these fucking apps wants to be a SoundCloud rapper. Every single man, like, every, I think every guy I've spoken to since, like, in the past like six months has wanted to do music every single guy so what were we talking what were we even talking about in that episode that episode soundcloud rapper listen if you're a soundcloud rapper because i used to talk to a rapper too was he also a compulsive liar maybe but oh my god (laughs) okay so let's go over what we're talking about that episode that episode was about dating apps believing or or not Mm, that title does not indicate that Um, we were talking about our experiences with dating apps, the concept mm-hmm. of anonymity through dating apps, the abundance mindset, mm-hmm. which I actually have something mm-hmm. to say about, um, psychological mm-hmm. effects of dating apps, men versus women on dating apps, and the con- and the pros and cons of organic dating. Mm-hmm. The abundance mindset, I actually argued you to death about that. You're right. Um, the concept of like there being so many people that your criteria yeah. goes up because you constantly have access to people. Like yeah. when I... Yeah, like, when I meet guys in real life, like, when I talk to guys, like, in real life, when I talk to guys, like, organically, you know, meet guys in Mm -hmm. person, 
at Rolling Loud, at the- you know, things of that nature. Yeah, Rolling Loud, things of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> you know, around my building, you know, in my mm. friend's boyfriend's friend's list, you know. Um, <laughs> anywhere I can find them. <laughs> oh, but, um, but yeah, when I see guys in real life, like I look at them and I'm like, I would never swipe right on you on a dating app. Yeah, like I look like, at their Instagram and I look at their pictures. Like, no, I would have never swiped right on you. Oftentimes, their pictures don't do them justice. But also, like, men can't take I pictures. Don't... We talked about that too, y'all. Yeah, no. send us your profile, <laughs> y'all. Like, no, yeah. they cannot take pictures. But honestly, like, even send me your pro- like, I can't do anything. I, we probably wouldn't be able to salvage it. I just I feel as though like a lot of men are just better to me in person. Yeah. Yeah, so like men are just better to meet in person. And I feel like when I get on dating apps, because there's so many people to choose from, and depending on the dating app you're on too, like, because mm-hmm. when we first, when we recorded this episode, I was exclusively hadn't only been on Tinder. But since then, I've been like on Hinge, I've been on Bumble, and like the apps that are a bit more like, you know, a bit more selective. Don't feel yeah. so bottom of the barrel, you know? So it's like, like, it's not a good way to capture someone's personality. And because you have to swipe, you can't swipe right on everyone. You have to swipe left on yeah, someone. Yeah, you have to pick, yeah. Yeah, you have to swipe left on someone. So it usually ends up being people that, like, I swipe left on for arbitrary reasons. Like, oh, he put his Snapchat in his thing left. Or, oh, he, I don't know, he said pineapple belongs on pizza left like it's just no okay it means he's boring like i'm sorry yeah like why is that like but yeah and so in that sense it's like the abundance mindset just ends up taking over because you're like i have so many people who would want to be with me i might as well like say no to some of these people and so you have to use the most arbitrary the most arbitrary criteria to make it happen and so in that sense you were right. Emily was not completely wrong. Look at that. Um, I, listen, dating apps really warp your perception of real things. Like, genre, because, I don't know, like being able to get stuff so like, because you know that if you say no to him, you can say yes to him or yes to him or yes to him. Like just knowing that, like having all of those options just makes it so much easier to just dismiss the person right in front of you. Whereas like if you're in person, you're kind of trapped in that conversation, you know, you're kind of forced to kind of <laughs> try like the tiniest bit, you know, but on, in, on the internet, you have no incentive for that, you know? But I feel as though, like, I don't feel like the amount of hardship, I don't feel like it's harder to meet people in person. I feel like i I put less effort in doing that, but I feel like if I put as much effort in meeting people in person as I did on dating apps, because I can be very bold online, if I put in that same amount of effort, that same, or if I had that same amount of courage in person, I feel like I would have the same success rates, but it would be more so I would be more accepting of people because I'm meeting them in person. And so they have more chance to like let their personality shine versus like online where it falls really, it can often fall very flat. Like, I, I ghosted this one guy because he corrected something I said. Like I like I used the word greatly when I would I should have I was supposed to use a word like severely or something of the sort. And he corrected me and I was like, okay, like thesaurus. Thesaurus, yes, no, thesaurus. Ew. Like, why did you correct me like that? And the why conversation just that? fell flat for there from there. 
But I feel like in other circumstances, he could have very well succeeded in getting me in a conversation, in a riveting conversation. But I think that is it easier to meet people in person? Well, I feel like simultaneously, I don't know. Because I feel like online, you can kind of be more bold. But in person, you kind of have to talk to them more, you know? So it's like, for example, online, like, maybe I can talk to someone that, like, in person, like, he would never have come up to me or, like, I would never have, like, gone, like, we would never have interacted, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like it opens more doors in that way. But, like, in person, like, we make an interaction that, like, online wouldn't have been possible because, like, we're trying to fill space and time. Like, texting, you can think about what you're going to say, you know? You can kind of curate the type of person that you want to be perceived as whereas Mm -hmm. if you're just like meeting in person and just talking you don't really have that alternative so it's like better in that way I guess but like I just think it's different but the point is y'all y'all heard Kata say that I was right so one time maybe delete your dating apps because the world is open and go outside and meet a man and I know people say they find love on Tinder. I don't believe them. Well, no, that's not true. I do, but like, what are the? I mean, it's that? very possible. I just don't like. I don't think we account for the fact. I think we kind of assume that every man is on these dating apps. I mean, that was at least my assumption that every man was on dating apps. And so, to me, dating apps and meeting people organically was more or less the same thing. But I realized, not like, no, a lot though. of them are not. Yeah, a lot of guys that I meet are actually like actively. Not. by the idea of being on a dating app yeah like, like, to, like you know like waffle was always like oh what if people see me on dating apps what if people see you what are they gonna say like i mean it's me point <laughs> you know like what if it's gonna make me look bad what if people that i know see me that are <laughs> gonna look back. like or like even like my boyfriend and his like, friends like none of them yeah the... like, have ever been on dating apps like that sort of thing you know, because they just go out in person and, like, you know, if they want to meet people, you know, go to the club. I guess when the clubs are still open, you know. Yeah. I don't like taking pictures. I like being in the moment. In the moment! Uh, okay. Now when I want to show you to my friends, everyone thinks you're ugly. Literally, you, when you first met my boyfriend, the first thing you said was, you look better in person. That's the first thing she said, y'all. That's the first thing she said to this man. No, face. but he did. He does. She's he like- looks a lot better in person. <laughs> He looks a lot That's better the in person. first thing she said, guys. She said, oh my god, you look so much, like, you look better in person. And then he was like, what? And then she repeated it. She repeated <laughs> it. She didn't even just, like, muffle it. She repeated it. And then he's like, thanks, I guess. Like, why would you say that? Because it's true. Like, why would you say that? Because it's true. You're welcome. He could have looked worse. About- would you have told me? If he looked worse would in person, no. No. Yeah, like if you thought he was ugly. You wouldn't have told me if you thought he was ugly? I would have told you I didn't find him attractive, but I wouldn't have said he's objectively ugly. Um, okay, so I did take a couple notes that I would like to get over. Um, so at one point, we talked about um, men getting mad at women for wanting things that those men don't have and i made a point about how men need to be more honest with themselves about what they want romantically and admit that they don't want women with certain expectations for example how some men will get mad at women for wanting a provider wanting a man who pays for xyz 
why, like, instead of just beating women up for wanting those things and explaining to us why it's unnatural to want those things, why can't you just admit that you don't want to provide those things? Because I feel like there needs to be more, like, conversation on the fact that men are not, like, a monolith. I think men need to talk more about the fact that they're not monoliths and therefore can desire different things in terms of what they want to offer in a relationship. So if you don't feel like you're like a provider type, why can't you just say that you're not a provider type instead of going for like women that want providers and like shitting on them for wanting it, because it's not going to change the fact that they want it. No, that's very valid because it's like when you hear women have discourse, there's so many different like, the fuck is running down the stairs (laughs) jesus christ um but like when you hear women have conversations there's always like um, there's a myriad of different opinions like some women are super like stay-at-home girlfriend you know some Mm -hmm. women are like what's that thing feminism is killing us feminism is robbing us from our divine femininity and there are other women you know if i want to free bleed i can free bleed you know like there's so many different kinds women and we've kind of just accepted that but like all of the discourse like the popular discourse online by men is very like the same it's and hate it's there are no real men they're trying to feminize men you know and it's always like the same type of conversation and yet Mm -hmm. in that same breath those same people will be like oh if she only wants you because you're providing you know if she does these things at least because she's a gold digger but it's like if you are the quote-unquote masculine man that you say you are, you just have no problem with, like, a woman wanting you to provide for her. But see, that's the thing. Like, those contradicting discourses can exist within the same space because I don't think it's the same people saying that stuff. And in an effort to try to generalize that conversation or make that conversation apply to everyone, everyone's, like, they're acting as if they're all, like, one entity and we all think the same but they're not exactly but they're not like some people are like oh i need to pay for a woman's everything and some people are like i shouldn't pay for a woman's anything and other people are like if a woman wants me to pay for something she needs to earn it she needs to prove herself like they're having like different conversations within the same space and they don't seem to fully understand that they're different not only that but they don't seem to fully understand that women are different I, women are different too and so instead of just like you know going for a woman that's for you they'll just sit there with women that aren't for them and complain that those women are not for them add to that and add to that the fact that like these pickup artists give you the impression that oh if you follow my advice you're going to get every single woman on the earth And if you don't get every single woman on this planet Earth to, like, bow down to you, then my advice doesn't work. Or, like, then all of it's a lie. Because you know how women will say, like, oh, men just need to be themselves. You know, like, if guys just be themselves, you're going to be able to attract what you want. Mm -hmm. Men hear that as, like, or men understand good good advice like good romantic advice as being the kind of advice that will get them any woman. And so when you tell a man, be yourself... If being your if being themselves doesn't get them every single girl that they want, then the advice doesn't work. I also think an interesting aspect is kind of like the hookup versus like wifey material conversation. So like oh, yeah. the fact that men will like categorize women 
in these specific groups and like once you know i see you this one way i can never see you this other way and like vice for like i saw this one video where it was like if a man categorizes you as something like you can only drop down and once you drop down you can't go back up so like if he mm. saw you as like wifey and then you drop down to like hook up you can never go back to like wifey or or and then and then once he's categorized you as hook up you can never move up you know like you can never move up you can only move down and once you have that initial category that is the highest place you'll ever be you can only fall from there um i think that social media has played like a big aspect into that you know mm-hmm. like of putting people into these boxes and like not like is not seeing people as a whole like i feel yeah. like social media culture has really pushed us to see individuals as like parts and not as a whole so even the whole movement of like using sex as currency which is the thing a lot of women i guess are proponent or not i don't want to say proponents of but you see a lot of that type of not rhetoric i don't feel like rhetoric is a white word but like conversations kind of like sex is not something that you owe someone or that you like use as currency like that one video of the girl who was like well i can't withhold sex from my man for more than a week he's a man yeah he has needs like but i don't even think i don't think that like i don't think it's something social media it's definitely not something social media invented but i think it's something social media gave more space to in our day-to-day lives and i feel like it's also normal we're not normalizing it but like it's not working to deconstruct that you know because like girls will still like use sex as a way to like reward their partners or like if if you're mad at him you know don't have sex with him. not don't you know if you don't want to have sex with someone don't have sex with them you know but like don't like sex is not something to give someone because they did a nice thing for you or like oh my husband was good today so like my husband cleaned the fucking bathroom today so i'm gonna give him a treat like you yeah. know like kind of conditioning men to work for sex like to 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 do stuff and then sex is the reward like i just i i don't think that's something that we should normalize or like glorify i think that's weird and to add to that that whole conversation when men complain that their wives don't fuck them enough and then women respond with well you're not helping her clean you're not helping her cook you're not helping her with anything she's doing everything by herself how do you expect her to ever be in the mood and then what those men often understand is okay if i clean a dish and you know help my kid with his math homework that one time that i'm definitely going to get gonna i'm going to get it yeah. on TV. and i don't think we get to the root of the issue which is that these men don't care for their partners that much like 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 if you're if we're already at the point where it's so transactional that you just clean a dish and you expect punani like do you not care about me do you not you're not doing this because you want to lighten the load or you want to help me or you want to be a better partner you're doing this simply because you want sex and it's like why would i be comfortable with that and why are you comfortable with that you know like that's not exactly because you're denying like the comfort comes from the fact that he denies me of my personhood like why does he think that a person like does he think that anyone well not anyone else but if you i feel like if you kind of morph the situation in a way that would like have it apply to maybe his friend you know like a man in his life 
mm-hmm. you would see how like it would not make sense to him. And I think all this conversation about like withholding sex kind of plays into a lot of the discourse I've been seeing lately about hookup culture and how um, <clears throat> women will, a lot of women will have like bad experiences with hookup culture. And I discussed it too, how I had bad experiences like engaging in hookup culture. And I questioned um, when we made this episode, why it is that I participated. Um, it's because I like it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I want like- to revisit my stance on hookup culture as well. Um. Now, is hookup culture the tool to liberate women? No. No. However, comma, I feel like now we've like gone, not not completely, but I feel like I've more and more been seeing stuff like, guys, hookup culture is just like a tool to get us out of our feminine energies. Guys, feminism won't save us. Guys, feminism has actually yeah. corrupted the women's mind. And I literally saw a TikTok today that was like, no, maybe for white women feminists, you know, maybe for like, if the core of your politics was kind of like, you know, m- not men, but like, yeah, like if the core of like, your feminist, you know, was like, oh, men don't take me seriously. Yeah, like, I don't know how to word what I'm trying to say. I understand like, what you're you trying to say. Bigger, if you didn't have bigger, I guess if you yourself like if you as an individual is the center of your feminist rhetoric then i guess like that whole oh feminism hasn't served us or like guys stop being feminist you know being a feminist like doesn't it's taking away from our feminine blah, 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 you know makes sense but it's like if you actually think like on the broader scope so it's like if you think of like global injustices if you think of like you know intersectionality so it's like if you think of like black women disproportionately dying in hospitals like we can post a tiktok i think like black um, women disproportionately dying in hospitals indigenous women going missing and no one gives a fuck like those kinds of things like feminism is still necessary you know very like it doesn't just start and end at like guys we can work now you know like we're good to be like we like what's it called feminism has brainwashed us into working like men and like hooking up Mm -hmm. like men and like girls shouldn't do that we should go back to our roots and it's like girl no like maybe like we can work but that's not where feminism ends like that's not Mm -hmm. the line you know and what's yeah and what's really interesting is that um i remember i saw this one tiktok um where this woman was talking about how like she was comparing the 1950s woman to like the 2022 woman and the 1950s woman is like oh do we still have people who work for us and the 2022 woman it's like no we work for ourselves now and you know who those people were women of color wow slaves wow do we still have you know women of color who work in our homes no now they're all free and we have to I have to sweep my own floor what a mess right. Like, and it's such a show. Like, they're always showing their asses in this thing. But when, like, the the full circle I wanted to get to was how, like, yes, a hookup culture can be, like, a very terrible, can serve, like, as a very terrible experience. But I think the reason why it does that is because we went about it in this very, like, 
all or nothing type thing. Like it's either you're sleeping with a hundred men or you're in a committed relationship. There's no like good, healthy in between. There's no, well, not even an in between, but there's no like, there is like, we just kind of, when hookup culture became a thing, we just kind of threw young girls to the wolves. We just kind of said, everyone's fucking now. Everyone's going to fuck. Like we're all like, women should get to fuck the way men fuck. Like everyone should just be fucking one night stands. Everyone like gets to do whatever the fuck they want. And that's great. Except in that process that we have comprehensive conversations about like sex safe, like having safe sex. Did we have like proper extensive conversations about consent? And yes, we've talked about consent, but we've talked, but we have not, we still haven't like de-romanticized consent. Consent, y'all, consent is not just, no, get off me. Ew, don't fucking touch me, you loser. No, like that's not the only way someone can say no to sex. And I feel like a lot of us have been, conditioned otherwise like yeah if it's not a kicking and screaming no then you know it's a yes then you have consent but like that's not how it is and i feel like that can also like invalidate invalidate a lot of people's experiences with like sexual Definitely. assault and stuff like if you did not want to have sex with that man it was assault y'all like if right. you know like if you gave any indication that you didn't want to have sex with him and you like he made you feel any type of uncomfortable that is not okay that is still assault and I feel like we don't a lot of people don't acknowledge that or know that because sometimes I'll talk to people no when I say people if I like when I mentioned a particular experience to men they always get kind of like hesitation-y about it they're like yeah but like yeah but like but then when I tell a girl about it they're like oh no like that's not that's not okay and so I felt like my experience was invalidated a lot and that Mm -hmm. is because of like you know the whole like you're supposed to be always you know enthusiastic about sex and want to have sex and if like you think a guy is cute you should have sex with him and like do whatever you want and it's like yes do whatever you want but also like know yourself and I feel like that's what I guess like the full circle part of like hookup culture so I don't think hookup like I don't think casual sex is like bad in any way because it's like people can like to have sex and like if you you should not should I don't want to tell people to do but it's like if like you should enjoy if you are having sex you should enjoy having the sex that you have yeah Uh, yeah that's what it is if you if you're having sex you should enjoy having sex that you have and so like you shouldn't also be restricted to a specific person or amount of people in fear that like i'm participating in hookup culture you know but it's like if that's what you want to do do it because it's what you want to do and not because social media is telling you that way you should be a hot yeah. girl and like fuck his friend if he did anything to you and like you know like like hook you up with his brother like you know that's like, not necessary you don't need to be that but add also to that the fact that we talk all the time about having standards romantically but we don't talk about having standards sexually we don't talk about like standards that you can have with sexual partners because i i recently stumbled upon upon um a sexual health page in which someone said i'm not hooking up with the guy unless he's willing to get tested 
you know if he's not if he's the type that you tell him he get to get tested and he starts squirming being like oh i'm queen you're just simply not don't hook up with him but i feel like the concept of hookup culture goes full circle because to hook up casually with someone like now we're trying to denounce hookup culture but in an effort to do that we just end up i feel like we also fall into the trap easily of slut shaming women because we assume that if you're hooking up with people you have like no standards like if you're hooking up with people it must be like a terrible experience you know we go back to the whole concept of like oh you're giving up your body for free you're giving up your body easily like even women who have participating in hookup culture kind of talk about it that way especially when they have bad experiences like girls don't be giving up your bodies for free don't be doing all this shit when i feel like there's so much more conversation to be had like instead of just going straight back to purity culture yeah you know it goes like, back into the using sex as currency thing don't give up your body for free you know oh he hasn't taken you on a fancy date oh he hasn't bought you this amount of things oh he hasn't spent money on you oh, he wouldn't drop everything to come and be with you that don't have sex with him, girl, because, like, da-da-da-da-da. And I guess it stems from, you know, being used, you know? like, yeah, But it's, definitely. like, have, you know, I was gonna say have a conversation, but men lie. But I feel like that's why it's, like, if you, I feel like you need to know what you're getting into, and a lot of people don't, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's, like, genre, obviously, as Karel is saying, have sexual standards. It's important. But also be, like, real with yourself. Be fucking for real. Like, you are having sex with a stranger, okay? Cool, calm, do what you want, yeah? But you cannot, like, sure, you can want this person to, like, you know, oh, like, if I call my sneaky link, he should be able to, you know, he should want to help me, and, like, he should be, like... But it's, like, this person also doesn't really owe you anything. So, like, while, like, you know, people should be nice and people should be decent, like you can't like realistically expect that from every single person and so i feel like an issue is like when people will be like oh like i hooked up with this guy and he never called me again and they'll start crying and it's like yeah it sucks but it's like that is a like you know that is always a possibility when you hook up with like a random person like there's always a possibility that you will never see them again and i feel like if you're not comfortable with that then you shouldn't have like casual sex in the like one night stand way friends with benefits i guess is a bit like it's a bit different but it's like you meet someone at a club you hook up he never calls you again it's like genre like you you, like i don't know what to tell you because i feel yeah i don't think hooking up casually is for everybody and i think people need to like like the minute you notice that hooking up casually isn't for you stop um you know like because obviously ideally people are good and people are good to you i guess just like just like you wouldn't assume that a guy that's interested in you romantically is a good person you also shouldn't make that assumption for anyone you're hooking up with casually and because hookup culture is like really fast you try to kind of deliver the goods really fast as well but like you can take your time and have standards also just because you're hooking up with someone does not mean that you don't have standards. But also, I think it's worth examining when people hook up. Like, it's also worth examining what kind of behaviors they they engage in in terms of, like, how they treat someone simply because they're hooking up. 
you know, because oftentimes we have even tendency to contribute in kind of dehumanizing our romantic partners, or sorry, our sexual partners, because we're not romantic with them. Yeah. But yeah, I think like casual sex is not for everyone. I think it requires like a certain level of, I think it's, it requires a certain understanding of what it means to have sex. Like, cause everyone kind of interprets what it means to have sex differently. Right. And to some people having sex is meaningful. If sex is meaningful to you, don't be having sex with people that aren't meaningful to you. Like, and then it's going to be a spin thing of like, oh, all men are trash. And like, you know, like, you know, da, 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 da. And then feminism did this to me. And it's like, well, no. And the thing is, feminism doesn't even ask you to do that. I mean, uh, mainstream feminism, sure. But like, what I, what would actually, the steps that would actually push towards women's liberation like the proper steps would not ask you to just sleep with a random person. Especially because you're still getting like your validation and stuff still just depends from like men. Okay. Like, yeah. All, See, it, like it, it all comes that, back in that case, to, in that case, like no progress is being made. Like it all comes back to men. Like even like the whole feminism, like, you know, the thing of like, being like scantily clad and like wearing whatever you want wearing whatever you want obviously or whatever you want but it's like if you're just dressing for men to find you attractive then like how are we because you can do it but it's like how does that move like once again not everything that a woman does is a feminist action i guess that's what i'm coming back to not everything that women do is inherently feminist and i feel like once we detach ourselves from the idea that it is we will be able to move so much further you know so like just because i want to sleep with many men is that a bad thing no is it like a feminist thing not necessarily you know just because i don't want to shave you know just because i want to free bleed in my pants is that a bad thing no that a feminist thing no if my hair is blue is it a bad thing no is it a feminist thing no like we need to like even the concept of like a blue haired like feminist like i think we do things we mistake feminism's desire to let women do what they want with feminism actively supporting the action yeah like just because just because feminism says like you know if you want to sleep with a bunch of men you can you You know just because feminism doesn't actively shame you for doing what you want does not mean that it's the key to our liberation you know feminism like the steps that feminism took towards like us being able to engage in sex was us prioritizing our pleasure us being able to have a say in our sexual experiences us being able to discuss sexual assault freely it's not necessarily sleep with random people. If you want to sleep with random people, that's the path you chose. But you can't then come back and say feminism. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the feminist. We didn't like nobody told you to do that. That was your choice entirely. That feminism just didn't actively discourage and shame. And I think that's also the thing because like it's like you go full circle, and you're like, oh, I. W-. It's almost like they they go through bad experiences with hooking up, and they conclude that they would have been better off existing in the circle of shame and like stigma surrounding women's pleasure like that was the better alternative all along just to kind of get back to the original you know topic of the episode 
do you still like has your stance on dating app changed has your usage of them changed like what's up with dating apps I mean, at the time I wasn't using them at all because I had just gone through, just, yeah. you know, yeah. So I was not using them at all. And since then, like, I don't know, dating apps are so fucking boring. I like, I recall them being more fun. And I think it was because I had less standards. But now that like, now that I have more standards, it's a, it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not as enjoyable. No, um, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here, but dating apps are not what are keeping me going <laughs> so like <clears throat> back in my day when i was on dating apps okay no because like, i remember like i made it a resolution for 2022 to not be on dating apps anymore like i was like i can't do this anymore like how like, long were you even on dating apps for i was on dating apps for a minute because remember like we got tinder for the first time when we were like 18 17 Emily, wait you were just on them non-stop throughout that period of time no, 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 you kept Non-stop. deleting them. No, I kept deleting it, and that's why Tinder banned me. Um, I cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, like, I was on again, off again. But it's but like, there weren't, like, was... periods of time that you were just, like, off them? Because I would be on them for, like, two months, and then I'd be off for, like, yeah. a year. But, like, when I got to uni, like, when I got to uni, I kind of, like, on again, off again. And so I okay. guess, like, 20, like, earlier this and I guess last school year was I on, not even though I, I don't even think I was really on them like that because I was still kind of like limboing in and out of something with a trash man who likes white women um he's not that trash not even been confirmed. she may be Asian um, um that's what that is but I was kind of in and out of a thing with him at the time but I don't know what it was that made me really fed up with dating apps but I was just over it I just like I just dating apps are exhausting it exactly because it's like for the period that you're on them it's so like draining you're there and you're swiping 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 then you're having a conversation with someone and it's like the way i was on dating apps was like i would treat every person like every person i matched with and like actually talk to like i would treat every person like they could be a potential like partner and so i'm like you're having like these long conversations and you have to type everything and i'm like i can't do this anymore i can't yeah i can't tell another person how many siblings i have I can't tell another person like what I what I study at school. Like I can't. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so yeah. I meet them, and I was like, if I meet someone in person, great. If I don't, great. That's what it's gonna be. Like it's I can't. Um, so my stance on dating apps, I guess for men and women it's different, but for women it's just exhausting. Um, and I still men, that. you know, I downloaded my um data from Tinder like my insight data thingy from Tinder, I swiped right less than the average. I swiped right on 2% of the men that showed up on my screen. Jeez. Yeah. I swiped That's an interesting on... statistic. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I wish I could see mine. You can see yours. Oh, no, you're banned. Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> But I'd like to compare that with, like, the average man's, like... The average man is, like, much higher. <laughs> like, much higher. I swipe right left less than the average woman, which is, like, 7%. Um, yeah. Y'all yeah. need to get better profile pictures. Yeah, no. It's it's terrible. 2% is crazy. And I, I know it's 2% because you like black men. So I feel like yeah, that's bu- true. Like no, already there, like the demographic is a bit slimmer. 
yeah, I thought it. I thought it was just really picky. You're right. It's because I. No, I it is because like, you're picky, but it's also because you like black men. So you know, the pickiest of the picky in it. Because black <laughs> men don't like being on date. Maybe it's just that black men don't like being on. Don't date like. Years. I don't think they do. Maybe that's what it is. Because I'm I always like, think they how do. are there no black men in this area? Like when we're in Ottawa, I'm like, how are there no black like, men? Here? Black men are every, and it's everywhere. not even like just black men. Beautiful black men. Fine, black men are, are everywhere. In everywhere. That city. And yet, and on like, these dating apps, it's not matching up. When I was using the dating apps, I was like, where are the fine black men? Like, I know they're here. Everywhere, every time I go to the mall, I see you. I Why see aren't you? you? But I go to the club, I see you, but you're not on the dating app. Maybe just black men don't like being on dating apps. Maybe that's a thing. Which would not surprise me, because I assume there's a lot of white women on there. Guys, we've discovered a new statistic. You're welcome. If you're a black <laughs> woman looking for black men, just go outside. You, dating apps... <laughs> and i hope one approaches you um yeah just go outside and look cute and fingers crossed that's that's all i can tell you yeah cross your fingers like okay actually i'm gonna talk just a little bit about this um i saw this tiktok where someone was like if you approach a man first that means like he was not that attracted to you like if you go in public and you approach a man first i mean he wasn't that attracted to you and he doesn't like you and someone responded to it with like men just get nervous you know like everybody else like men just like sometimes see you and they just think you're gonna say no and so they don't approach you the same way as women we also fear rejection men also fear rejection and i thought about that i was like huh look at men being people and having emotions yeah, you know, maybe you have to reevaluate my whole if he wanted to, he would stance because it's like I want to and I don't. So, <laughs> like, you know, like there's so many times that I've wanted to and I just didn't. So, I think the way he receives you though is everything. You know, you start talking Definitely. to him and he's clearly like off put, then you know, move around, you know. But like, <laughs> if you're talking to him and he's into it, and then like you guys keep talking after, like, what's wrong with that you know especially if you're in a place like a party or something and it's like bro there are so many people in this room you know like yeah you know, or like when like, i'm also or when party. i'm like when i'm in public i feel like in public i don't like i don't look like i like well I'm, i always have like my earphones in so i, yeah. I don't look like like yeah, exactly. i don't look like i want to be approached and like at first i would be like oh maybe the guys that don't approach because their guys still approach me when i have my earphones in and i would just assume that the guys that didn't approach me didn't do it because they weren't attracted to me but the guys that didn't i realized at some point that the guys that didn't approach me didn't do it because they were actually respectful respectful yeah whereas the guys that approached me regardless because they're like fucking harassy and weird mm-hmm. and don't like, you know pay attention to social cues yeah so like, you know. especially like you're in a party you can go to a party and leave and not talk to anyone there even if you find some really cute guys you see some cute guys across the room you won't talk to them yeah so like yeah you know i don't know i'm not saying usually i'm not an advocate for women making the first move i feel like you can give him a pass you know so it's like you can go up and be like hey like you know like what's your name you can start talking to him but i feel like most of the legwork most has to come from him you know beyond i'm not gonna be pulling your leg yeah no beyond i feel like it should be like a mutual sharing of energy when like you're having that first yeah the first conversation yeah but after that like i'm not gonna be chasing after you being like hey so do you want to hang out no no like no obviously not like when it gets beyond that point i don't get how people like maybe it's just me but i don't get like how people get to that point where they're like chasing after someone for a date like i and because in my experience it always happens so like naturally it always like flows in the conversation 
that we plan an event together in person no versus like no for me at least the way it's been for me it's more so like i mean sometimes it's flowed naturally but a lot more of the times it's been like oh like if it if it's starting from dating apps then it's like Hmm. oh you know like we should hang out in person like you know like what type of activity do you like i guess like what type of food do you like you know like so they could pick like a restaurant an activity whatever my current boyfriend he kind of just said you know let me take you out on this day and i was Hmm. like sure and then he's like okay we're going to this restaurant at this time and i was like bet okay okay like okay yeah so for me it's a lot more like that like he sets Mm. a meeting date meeting time like i don't usually like if it's like a date date i don't usually do anything involved i just let the guy do whatever he wants to do and i just show up and be cute and i'm there and that's it oh like for me it usually happens because like we're having like we're having good conversation and then he just kind of slides it in that he wants to go out he'll be like what are you doing this weekend and i'll be like mm. or we'll be like talking about the weekend or anything of the story and then it'll just like come up like okay well i mean like if i say like i have if i indicate to have any type of free time at any point it'll be like well might as well spend that time with me I'm like okay the next That's episode cool. is your leader is dead go to therapy that's the next episode i have notes for I don't know if that's actually the next episode. I'm uh, Kevin Samuels, y'all stay safe. He's still dead. I don't know what else y'all want me to say about that. Um. Oh, I didn't want to take um back a stance that I agreed with. Um. I realized that I do think Kevin Samuels. At some point, we said that Kevin Samuels did not do enough harm to the black community for people to have a reason to prefer he be dead. I. Do, I do think he did actually. That's the stance. That's the statement yeah. you're trying to retract. Yes, I think okay. he did do enough harm that, like, his death is something that people, you know, like shuck and jive over. Adds a bit more pep in your step. Why? You know, like you woke up, like you woke up, and the day was a bit gloomy. But then Kevin Samuels was gone, and then. You know, you have energy to get up like 10 minutes early. His life, did he make substantially worse enough to do that? He, it's not like, it's not like he went into someone's life. Well, from from all we know, it's not like he went into someone's life specifically like to each person, but he still made a substantial contribution to like a very dangerous pipeline because anyone else that made that like a white supremacist that was exclusively limited to making content that was like limited that limited himself to making content online um about why the alt-right movement is fantastic right his death would mean that less content from him would be made and that would be it'd be good it's good that he's not making content anymore it's good that he's dead that's my thing I mean, like, that's why I'm saying, like, I wouldn't dance. Even the white supremacist, like, I'm not going to dance on his grave. Am I, do I, am I sad that he's dead? No. But, but am I, I like, don't, like, but that what, he's dead, like, but must no. be, must we feel neutral about it? Must we be neutral? Like, can they, can there not be, like, any feelings 
of joy like, because I feel example, like I think is like the queen. I was gonna say R.I.P., but not really. Um, the queen dying, I don't give a fuck about. Um, and I support people being happy about it because them bitches that royal fit like they during her. I don't know if it was during her time, but even her, she was wearing stolen jewels. She didn't give a single thing back. So even the people who are in the comments like, but it wasn't her. She could have done something. She was wearing that crown with those stolen jewels, those dresses, profiting, hoarding that money, and she did not a damn thing. So I don't give a fuck. Like, about pay your respects, though. That is someone who, when people are dancing on her grave, I can agree with, you know? Because that is, like, substantial, generational, transatlantic damage mm-hmm. right kim samuels like while he was like a big factor in contributing to that pipeline like he didn't build it you know and like that rhetoric was being spread in our communities anyways now is it good that he like gave it a platform no but it's like I don't like I don't know like I don't think I, I still I still stand in my stance like I don't think he did enough for niggas to be shucking and jiving over the fact that he died like I think the way he died was funny I'll say that like he died broke inside a Latina that's hilarious but like and like we <laughs> were really so trying to make it into some poetic thing I'll never get over that like he died as he lived shut the fuck up he died poor and he was clowning all of these women oh you're gonna die poor and alone when that's exactly how he died which is so funny was he actually poor bro people were saying he had not a dollar to his name people were saying like the bank account was dry like it's (laughs) (laughs) no i just know but i think like i think people like i feel like it's I wouldn't be I don't think it would be fair to say that the only acceptable feelings are sadness and neutrality. Like regarding someone who's kind of who's basically committed his lifetime to being hateful and spreading hate and encouraging that other men spread that hate as well, creating a platform in which he actively encourages men. Like he like literally well in a sense essentially built an army of young middle-aged old men who essentially went out in their lives and spread his influence in a way right he essentially was the first point of contact for a lot of young boys who are figuring out whatever the fuck it where it is that they stand in life you know figure out who the fuck it is that they are kevin samuels was the first point of contact for a lot of these people in figuring out how they want to conduct themselves in life and they decide to conduct themselves hatefully because Kevin Samuels rallies behind them and is one of the few people in this world that address the issues that men have in a way that men consider palatable. Now, in that sense, Kevin Samuels, I feel, also knew what he was doing and knew that what he was doing would lead to the result that it did and would garner the sort of audience that it did. I saw one of his old videos where he predicted that exactly and he ended up doing exactly that. And in that sense... Like, I don't consider him someone whose death I need to be, like, like saddened by. Like, it's not, like, I don't consider it disrespectful to be happy that someone who's committed their lives to being hateful towards me 
yeah, to be happy is gone. Now, when it comes to the concept of death in itself, death in itself, that's something else, right? Like, For me, it's that. Like, it's not necessarily but, a thing of, like, morality. But when we say that, yeah, but see, when we say that, that means that nothing bad that you do could ever make death a good thing because death in itself will always represent what it represents regardless of who you are. So even the queen, regardless of what she did. No, fuck that hoe. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, fuck her. But see, like, that that's the sense also in which my stance changes. Like, death is, death is a big <laughs> thing. Death is a scary thing. But I'm also realizing that not hearing Kevin Samuels on my timeline once a week has been very calm. It's been very calming. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I'm happy he's not making content anymore because he's dead. But I'm but not the only so happy like, he wouldn't have stopped. Dead. He wouldn't have stopped unless he was, like, dead or in a state. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm happy for the, like, for the, 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 the hole. But the hole was subsequently filled with Andrew Tate, um, which, you know, <sighs> at least Kevin Samuels wasn't a criminal. You know, at least it's not a black Andrew man. Tate, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. At least it's not one of ours. At least it's not one of our brothers that got up and right? started doing this nonsense. Bro, Andrew Tate is a human trafficker. Eh, yeah, I'll say that allegedly. Maybe, maybe I saw it wrong no. on TikTok. I'm sorry. The but day that man's gonna be dead is gonna be like, Andrew, like I'm like, tired. He is I'm trafficking tired. people on I'm the tired. internet. Like, but the so, which he gave so the it's like Andrew. So even being happy at Kevin Samuel's death is kind of like. You know, one died and another one just popped up. Like, it didn't really, like, do... Especially for this type of content. Like, there will always be niggas to spread niggatry, you know? There will always I mean, be men in the manosphere to spread dumb shit. And so it's like, am I happy that Kevin Samuels is not making content anymore? Yes. Am I happy that this man is dead? I mean, by that same logic, the monarchy... But I guess that's a personal thing. I guess I can't impose my personal feelings on, like, everybody. Because even the queen, like, it's fuck that hoe, but I'm not, like, I feel very neutral, you know, about her death, you know? I'm not, once again, shucking and jiving that she's dead, but I'm not. Oh my god, we lost our queen, her majesty, shut the fuck. No. Because, like, all of the queen dying, like, does not mean anything in the grand scheme of things. The monarchy continues, everyone's happy. That man Bro, that came after her. That man, that happy. old ass nigga can finally that, be king. Jesus. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Damn near a hundred years old. Get on no, the dead ass. Dead ass. Like a couple years shy, a hundred. Like, wow. That, that man's got like maybe three years left. At most. It didn't even know. Like, I'm surprised he didn't orchestrate her death sooner. Because his crown was coming in a bit. He was waiting. His crown I was, was really. Waiting. I was, I was actually betting that he was gonna die before the queen did. That would have been so funny. That, that would have been so. so I was I was expecting that to happen. I was expecting him to die before the whole queen time. Did. You're waiting for your crown and you don't even get to touch it. You can't even get it. Rip. Like Embarazan. no, Embarazan. But oh yeah, like, Megan haters, stop it. Stop being racist. Shut up. Um, yeah. So I wanted to discuss a bit the pipeline and kind of how it works. And something I've realized, like, I kind of realized that part of why the pipeline is what it is, is a pipeline, is because of the concept of, like, the clock is right, the broken clock is right twice a day, you know, like, because they'll be like, oh, because oftentimes when men argue why they listen to those types of guys, they'll be like, oh, well, sometimes they say things that's right, you know, they don't always say the wrong thing. They don't always say, yeah. 
But that's the whole point. The whole point is that they don't always say the wrong thing. That's how they rope you in. Like it wouldn't work if they were just constantly spewing nonsense. Otherwise, you'd feel too disconnected from the message that they're sending. They're meant to provide you a bit of what you would relate to so that you'll come in. They'll rope you in and then you'll gradually just start agreeing with more and more with what it is that they have to say. Um, Just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. And what I find interesting is that, like, the Samuelites were so quiet following his death. Like, at first, you know, they were super loud. Like, oh, it was a, it was a plot. You know, it was a, they, someone did it on purpose with a plan. That Latina girl killed him, ta ta ta. But then afterwards, like, people are so, like, people have been so quiet. Like, it's like his, like, nothing's been researched. It's like he never even existed. Like, I don't, yeah. it's not, like, it's like, I. Yeah. You know? Like, you'll it's hear almost, it briefly like, in passing, but it's not, like, because there's a time where you couldn't go on, like, hear a black manospheric conversation without hearing the name of Kevin Samuels. Yeah. You know? But, like, but now, now, like, it's as though he was never there. And what I find interesting is that it's as though. I feel as though Kevin Samuels served as a constant, like, reassurance, like a constant reputable source. And so him being alive meant he was constantly popping out content that men could use to validate their points. But now he's True. dead. So it's almost as if, like, now he's dead. So it's almost like the dictionary starts putting out new editions of the dictionary. So it's like the reputable st- source just kind of stops there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Which I find very interesting that, like, like these men are kind of put in a position where like you can never put these men in a position where they have to validate their opinions on their own or they have to validate their beliefs on their own. Like Kevin Samuels was basically the source of reputable mm-hmm. information. Like, well, what tells you that men are more, more oppressed than women? Kevin Samuels. And that's like, that's an answer. What's that statistics? 10% of men, only 10% in America make over, what's that? What's the number? I don't know what the number was. A hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, nine percent of men go for the top. One percent of black men. So why would he want you? They always bring out that statistic. It's like, are you in the ten percent? Shut the fuck up. Exactly. And so like like Kevin Sanders wasn't even talking about you. (laughs) He he wasn't talking about you, babe. Uh like it was a lot of just like Kevin Samuel said so, you know, this no real true, like okay. research, just like it was true because okay. Kevin Samuel said it's Source? true. Trust me, bro. Exactly. And before it was like, like people can't even, it's not as if people can't even consume his old content because now like we're faced with the idea that Kevin Samuels is not this like above human type. Like he's just like a nigga. Yeah, because it's like Kevin Samuels was kind it was so odd. Like, he was very much regarded, like, he wasn't a man, you know? Like, yeah. he was kind of like an omniscient, above-it-all, you know, figure. Like, he wasn't yeah. just a man giving men advice. He was the godfather, you know? He was that guy. Yeah. And, like, you're trying to get like him, you know? Yeah. And so, like, but he now it's be like, like us. But now he's dead, so he's just like Now he's dead, us. so now we're, like, constantly staring at the fact that he was, in fact, nothing but a mortal he's dead um, and his ass got exposed people know yes. the truth so he can't do the whole f- he can't like put on the facade anymore yes as i said in that episode kevin samuels died and some people were upset about that and if you were 
hope you feel better. Yeah, like, hope you've moved on. (laughs) And if you're upset about the queen, hopefully you feel worse. Because, no. Side note, people who are crying about the queen being dead are hilarious. Like, girl, stand the fuck up. You know, because those people who are standing, niggas are standing eight hours, eight hours to see her fucking casket. Come on. Like, please. Come on. Like, go touch the grass, please. Because it's it's different from like it's even different from like um what's his name um Kevin Samuels because Kevin Samuels was like directly in communications with his audience and so the yeah. people that are mourning his death are people like that were directly yeah. like on his okay. content nigga how many times did you think about the queen the queen how many times did you think about the queen don't do that when did Elizabeth look your way why are you crying. Like, you're crying about Miss Elizabeth. She did not give a shit about the country you're in, let alone you. At all. I saw somewhere say that she took taxes from the schools to pay for something because she didn't want to, like... Was it because she didn't want to repeat her outfits? No. That was the <laughs> I saw. But it was for something foolish. Like, she literally has her fucking grounds key, like, her workers, like, will break in her shoes for her so that the queen doesn't get blisters. That's what you're crying over? Please. Y'all stand the fuck up. Like, that you called in sick at work to go see, you deprived yourself of an eight-hour pay because you wanted to go <laughs> see her casket? Please. Please, like, please, 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 please. Go somewhere. No, those people are just so funny. Have some goddamn respect to her majesty. The What did she do? Shut up. Her monarch, sovereign, you know, always calm. Duh. She was never going to get like, touched by any. Why the fuck wouldn't she be calm? Like Once again, we... bring back the assassins. Bring back the people who used to kill heads of state. This is a conversation I had the other day. Y'all, where did all the great assassins go? What happened to killing presidents? No, dead ass. World leaders, world leaders don't get killed like they used to. They're living a bit too long. How, did, too no, how long. did Trump go through his entire mandate no coup d'etat, no nothing. Not, not no one even made attempt. an attempt. Nah, we need to start bringing, like, bring back the murderers, bring back the killers of state. Like, I would read that book. I would I read like Assassin's word. Academy. Like, because back in the day, we used to have people who were ri- risk it all. They lost their shit. That, the guy started World War Two or no, World War One because he killed the head of state. Like, where are oh, yeah. the killers? Where are the assassins? You guys are so soft. Soft ass niggas. What are you y'all doing? Where are the, people, the people who used to hack computers, nigga, get us loans. Get me out of my student debt. Where are the people? That ass, WikiLeaks is not leaking like it used to. It, like it used to. Damn. Where are the criminals? Fuck. <laughs> oh, you're doing drugs. No. We need hackers. <laughs> In we the streets, we need no. hackers. We need murderers. We need assassins. I would read that book, like a book about someone trying to like overthrow like a country in a world where he's the only assassin left. No, oh my gosh, no, the but really, they don't be assassinating like they used to. Y'all need to pick that back up. Like Lincoln, like. didn't he get killed like in a fucking movie theater? <laughs> Y'all, like they 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 were on it. They're about that life. They're about yeah, a thing got up. shot in a fucking movie theater. Step up. But I also think now it's because like heads of state are also more protective. So I guess they don't really roll with the poorest like that. Ew, lame. Boo. 
Like, don't shout. Potato, like, potato. don't shout. Who's the pedophile? Is it Charles or Andrew? One of those, one of the royals is a pedophile. I don't know. Like, no one tried to kill him. No one tried to do Like, a little something, something. I'm not saying that I would do it, you know. Yeah, please. I don't have the physical I wasn't raised I would get for, shot down. I wasn't <laughs> raised for assassin life. Like, literally, I would try to make a run for it, and I would get shot down. I guess, shoot, that makes would gun me down so fast. <laughs> like, but it's like, someone needs to take out, like, a really strategic person. Because, like, the monarchy, like, people could just be replaced. But they need to take out, like, an essential, like, person who, like, whose death would just catapult everything. They need to kill William. Yeah, so I just to kill William. Because then it would have to be who's the next one in line? I was going to say George, but that's a child. So, uh, you know, yeah. don't kill a child. Yeah, then it would be Kate kid. in charge. I don't like Kate. There's something about Kate that, that, that gives me racist vibes. I don't like her. Yeah, she, that, I definitely get those vibes from her. No. Wait, what would be the end goal of killing every? Like, why would you kill William? Like, what would be the end goal? It's a sign that the, we don't like the monarchy. Dismantle that shit now. But I'm not British, so I have no stake in it, but. Yeah, but we're Canadian and we're in the Commonwealth. I think we have a mm-hmm. we have a holiday on Monday. N- no, not Ontario. Not not Quebec not. either. Yeah. Well, I don't have so school I have on Mondays. That class and code for three hours. Goddamn. Yeah, but coding class. Yeah, I don't understand how you guys like how you don't have a mandatory statistics class. But anyways, back to the point. Um, so now next the queen sucks um so now we are on to the episode our beautiful episode on friendships friendships um i didn't have any opinions that changed everything that applied more or less like continued to apply yeah i think i i stand in in what i said Um, yeah i do feel like it would have been nice to talk a bit more about like friendships with like women and men, like what they're. I'm saying I'm saying it hesitantly because I recently had like a pretty intense conversation with someone regarding their relationships with women. Me, I know that me and my niggas were like this, and I would never hook up with them, and they never hook up with me. If I call a guy my friend it's strictly platonic like i stand with what i said about like for a girl and a guy to be just friends there has to be something about them like that makes like physically that makes them not like you're not my type because if you're physically my type and we get along as friends so clearly like personality wise we're there then why are we not like dating why do i not have a crush on you you know like i feel like there needs to be something fundamental about the person that like you can't like you know, so maybe it's like, oh, you don't like the way they're built or like you think that like, you know, you wouldn't, I don't know. There needs to be something because without that, I feel mm-hmm. like, why aren't y'all dating? I feel like I thought about that. I thought about like what it, what my friendships mean to me also. And I feel like depending on how compatible we are, that could also affect our closeness. And so you can be like physically, like you can be a good looking person. But because of a certain level of incompatibility we might have, we would not be like 
close like we could be friends but we would never be like super close friends we would never be yeah. best friends we would never be like like you would never or or you could even be my best friend but you were not so compatible that i could have you as a romantic partner because the involvement yeah. a romantic partner is very intense so i yeah. feel like even personality wise there's certain aspects of someone that can make them incompatible like romantically but um friendships um i think girls and guys can be just friends as long as there's obviously boundaries and obviously when you get into a relationship like your relationships change i guess like for example me and my best friend we're both in relationships now for the first time at the same time um yeah so he has a girlfriend i have a boyfriend and our relationship is like obviously like we're still very close friends but it's like we don't see each other as much as we used to and like little stuff's like that but it's obviously like obviously like you know like obviously you're spending time with a new person now so it's like i'm not gonna be mad that like obviously i'm not saying cut your friends out of your life entirely that's not what i'm saying but it's like obviously like you're gonna have to shift things around a little bit so it's gonna be a bit different than it once was so the dynamic changes a little bit but i think that's fine and that's actually good that's important actually to show that like you respect okay I'm not going to say respect boundaries because that would mean that like you guys were crossing boundaries before which I don't know what y'all no, are boundaries can change with your friends but like yeah you know like maybe your partner isn't comfortable with certain things and like you know you gotta modify. what do you mean what would your partner not be comfortable with regarding your friends so that's what I'm saying I, that's why I said like boundaries I don't know if that's like the right word because for example like um my best friend like used to so because I live close to school and he does not so mm-hmm. after if he would sit at the library like mad 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 late and especially during final season he would instead of going home he would just come and sleep at my house and then go write the final you know okay. the next day right but like now he doesn't come sleep at my house anymore he goes to sleep at his girlfriend's house you know because oh, girlfriend okay. also okay. to school. okay you that's know? that's logic yeah so like stuff like okay because it would have like, been one thing if like because like in if that same scenario because i imagine that same scenario happening but like I forgot that, well, forgot, I don't think I knew, that she lived close to school as well. And so in my mind, it was like, he just kind of airs outside and waits for the sun to come up or something. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because, like, like, yeah, that's definitely understandable because the alternative is there and he's closer to her. Or, like, if if I want to call him, I'll be like, oh, are you with, like, your girlfriend right now, you know? Like, because I don't want to, like disrupt their mm. whatever you know or like when he calls me he'll be like oh is x there like you know not in a like shady way but in a way of like i don't want to disrupt your time yeah. with your partner kind of way you know so yeah I think, like that can be interpreted like, in multiple ways like i try like in situations like that i would be wary to ask because it, it would feel like a, i'm about to say something that your partner wouldn't like no to but hear. it's just but, but we know like i know his girlfriend he's met my boyfriend so it's like very like like yeah whenever i ask that it's really just a thing of like i don't want to bother y'all and i'm gonna rant you know yeah if i'm calling That's you just for just a quick like, like yeah. if i'm calling you just for a quick oh i need this are you here that i don't care but it's if it's like I'm gonna rant and I need like an hour of your time. I wanna know like if I'm impeding you to like, you know, like are you with your girlfriend? Are you busy? You know? You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think boundaries like, change like 
a tiny little bit, but they don't necessarily change the entire nature of the friendship if there was nothing suspicious about the friendship in the first place. Yeah, I think, like, when you get in a relationship, you just kind of... It's almost as if, like, any time commitment came into your life. Like, if I got a new job and suddenly I went from being jobless to working full-time, like, yeah, that would also affect how often I talk to my friend, how I hang out with my friend. Like, same same shit here like i just have something that takes up more of my time i don't think it's necessarily like when i when i date i try not to have it be something that changes the dynamic of my friendships i like for my friendships to feel like um i don't i don't like for my relationships to feel like they're too separate from my friendships i like for them to like feel like they flow in naturally you know like they like my partner is like if i'm in a room with my partner and like I can talk to my friend and vice versa. Like it doesn't feel like, like they're both existing in separate worlds almost like they're like, I'm entering two different worlds by being with my friends and being with my romantic partner because that can happen sometimes. But yeah, I feel like it just makes it easier, not only easier for me, but I think even long-term as you integrate, as you become more and more integrated in your partner's life and vice versa, it's important to like kind of have that foundation of being involved in each other's lives. Next and final episode of the season. So final episode of the season was about abortions. We discussed abortion tourism, discussed a performative activism in abortion conversations and the consequences of modern technology on surveillance and um, yeah, in terms of surveillance on roe v wade we've been seeing a lot of the consequences of roe v wade as of lately like the overturning and i remember seeing a tiktok yesterday of this one white lady who was very much pro the overturning of roe v wade who got denied an abortion um yeah she got denied an abortion because her baby died and she needed to get it aborted i think she was in texas texas was like fuck no um, and she was out here like, I can't believe they're so cruel. They're not letting people get abortions. How could they? And I was just like, the, it does it not dawn on you that you spent all this time spewing like the opposite message and now you're just being hypocritical? Like, does that not something like how do they mend that reality? You know, like, how do they bring those two things together? How do they bring the past that they spent fighting against women having access to abortions and now needing an abortion? Like, how is there yes. ever a moment where they admit that they were wrong? Or do they just switch the mentality and pretend yeah. that whatever was said before was not said? Well, I think the mentality is that, like, well, I'm getting an abortion because I need it. They're getting one because they want it. It's like, I wanted to have a oh, yeah, yeah. miscarriage. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I should be able to get an abortion because I'm a good person and I wanted to carry it determined. I did the good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But, mm. yeah. So, there's like a good way to get an abortion and make use of yeah. those resources. And then there's those other bitches who fuck all the time and get 40 abo- abortions a year. Those whores who have yeah. casual sex and get pregnant and don't want to have babies anymore. Yeah. How dare they? that go and be pregnant for six months and then change their mind why are my elbows so dark what the hell because you're a dark-skinned woman i'm not dark-skinned i'm brown skin I'm brown skin okay uh, but uh. yeah like <laughs> like the discourse on abortions it's unfortunately died down 
as expected but like we've been i think it's been coming back up every now and again because we see the effects of it live like it's not even the type of thing that um american women can ignore for long or that the american people can ignore for long because it continues to affect the those very people i just and don't not- even understand how something like that like i still like don't fully comprehend how the fuck that happened like Jacques, no. like people like like how like you don't you're not thinking i feel like the people like the, you're not you're not thinking because there's so many situations even if you want to be like from the catholic perspective there are so many situations in which like an abortion is perfectly appropriate and necessary like like for example prime example that woman who you know medically necessary your, yeah like your baby died and i just have to carry it to fucking term like what the hell why should like that doesn't make like it's just so like how anyways and now they're my moving opinion forward. on that still stands yeah. like that white women like... are still fuck it what's the word um like you know it's like they finally yeah. feel oppressed um and i'm still seeing that so i everything i said in that episode it still stands um if you are pro-life if you are no let me say that let me not say that because y'all niggas are not pro-life you're anti-abortion yeah if you're anti-abortion you suck ass not uh, even anti-abortion because you can be against abortions and not be anti-choice which is what they are like pro force births and y'all niggas suck and right I, now they're moving they're moving towards um having kind of a federal ban on abortions after 15 weeks because now what they did they basically overturned roe v wade which made um roe v wade if you guys were not aware made abortions a private matter it being overturned means that now it is no longer a private matter and the government can be involved and and the government can basically say like you can't get abortions and now since the right to abortions is not protected they're trying to have like a bill be put in place to have like they're trying to put up a ban for abortion a federal ban for abortions after 15 weeks um which is from my knowledge not that long 15 weeks when you look at 15 weeks that's what three months three and a half months and yeah yeah so there would be like a national ban ban after 15 weeks so even those states those states where abortions are still allowed they're trying to uh, they're trying to regulate that as well also it's crazy because like the president is a democrat like how is all of this happening and like i don't really have like the full a full like comprehensive understanding of the american yeah it's it's very like i've just gotten like the full grasp on my system um let alone whatever's going on downstairs all this happening under a democrat that nigga's just sitting there yeah i think he plays like i think for like his the nature of his role as president to for some reason makes it so that he can't do anything um interestingly enough and what is the point of a president like i don't understand i mean he does some shit just not this shit to some degree for some reason don't fully understand it white but... men being useless as usual yeah and even those that are in power are being useless by fighting against our rights so but yeah 
it was a nice recap, everybody. That was amazing, um, y'all. A great season. And we cannot wait to see y'all at season four. Thank you for listening to the very last episode of season three of Black Girls Talk. Make sure to interact with all our social media in the description. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to the episode just like we enjoyed recording it. Um, Yes, that is it. We love you. See you in season four. Bye.